eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. It's Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go! Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast where Griff and I, plus a special guest, are continuing our weekly preview format. We're going to preview week three of the Seahawks versus the Carolina Panthers. And joining us to do that is the an excellent guest for this. It's a guy who writes for the Ringer NFL. He does quarterback rankings. You may have seen his work also previously at USA Today. Stephen Ruiz, thank you so much for doing this. And, and how are you doing? I'm doing well. I like that fancy graphic intro. We don't have that at the Ringer. Hey, you, you got to know some people. Yeah, we're 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 a high production podcast here. So, did you make that, Griff? I didn't actually. Was it uh, you or Ty, Matty? I, I believe oh. it's Odyssey. Oh, what? That's right. Yeah, we are our, our, our higher ups. Yeah, you got to talk to corporate about that. That's that's right, above right. our pay grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're not competent. Like we we can't do that. So, Stephen, how did your Panthers fandom begin? I'm not sure how much of Twitter knows you are active on Twitter, um, but I'm not sure how much of Twitter knows your Panthers fandom at a brief, uh, you know, look. No, yeah, I'm an objective journalist. I'm not supposed to be a fan. But uh, I would say when I was, like, eight, uh, I was I grew up in, like, the D.C. area. My whole family was Washington fans, uh, and I just didn't want to be – a Washington fan. I think that was a, a great pick by me as a kid. I had a lot yeah, of absolutely. I, I avoided yeah. all of that, but I just they were like a newer team. Like the the Panthers started in 1995, so they they had and then they had colors that were, I guess I found cool as an eight year old, and that was that. 
Yeah, I do often think that the Panthers uniforms look like, um, especially back then, right? They look very much like an eight-year-old designed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you, why I was into them. You, uh, and you, you got ahead of, um, or you were able to land some cool factor too by getting an early, then having Cam Newton be your quarterback. Even if you have down years, you still get to watch really cool quarterback play growing up. No, yeah, I had to sit through uh, Jimmy Clausen for that. I went to a preseason game uh, in Baltimore. Jimmy Clausen's first preseason game. It might have been his second. I don't know. Don't fact check me. I thought he was going to be great. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the worst did. quarterbacks I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Uh, these things happen. And obviously, Carolina has a new quarterback who we can talk about, who hopefully will be great. Uh, but Monday overall, Monday Night Football, where the Panthers lost a one score game <laughs> against the New Orleans Saints, that looked rough. Uh, is that a true representation of the 2023 Panthers? Um, what is your view on the team overall? Uh, I, I do think it is. I think uh, what side of the ball should we start with? I think on offense, you have a quarterback that puts some constraints on the play caller. I mean, you look at their like play calling breakdown. They're not running a lot of quick game. They're running a lot of five, seven step drops from the gun. Uh, not a lot of under center. They and when they run under center, they're pretty effective at it. They can't really run from the gun, but when they run from under center, they're pretty good at it. But they can't pass from under center. They called one pass from under center, and it was a, a bootleg outside of the uh, pocket. So it's tough. They're not running a lot of RPO either. So they're. I think that early down, you know, how you get those four yards on first down, that's something they're still trying to figure out. And it, when you have a quarterback who's five eight, five nine. You can imagine how tough that is. Yeah, not being able to run any under center play action, considering how that's kind of like like a cheat code. Like Mitchell Trubisky can be efficient with under center play action for a stretch. You can't even have that in your offense. That's 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 troublesome. I mean, you're talking about not being not even being able to get off the ground. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same conversation that you guys were having with Russ. I feel like you look at like the passing map over ten yards in between the numbers. He hasn't completed a pass. Yeah. What he has one yeah. pass like right at 10 yards, it might be like 10.1 yards, but beyond that, yeah, yeah. 11 yards yeah. and up, there's literally nothing. And he's only so, about uh, two or three. That's yeah, that's the Yikes City. So, what do you, I mean, if, if you're to don like a positive outlook just for the sake, sake of the exercise, what do you think his staples are going to be given his like skill set, what he does well, but then also like the inherent, you know, drawbacks? I think you're going to have to do like out uh, perimeter quick game, like a lot of stick, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's really tough. I think uh, I think they're trying to kind of like play with his drops. Like he's taking bigger steps on his drops to get the timing mm -hmm. right. They're like, he's taking deeper drops with shorter routes. It's, it's really, you, you have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it's tough. I don't think they know. And I don't have an answer. If I had an answer, yeah. I think I would staff right now. But uh, right. I mean, it does sound so similar to Russ. Yeah. Like the, the in gun, Russ would often, even on like, so-called quick game concepts the drop is slightly deeper than usual as you've said mm-hmm. um and the the lack of uh i like how you also in your quarterback rankings that i mentioned described vice young's joe burrow like calm but discomfort in the pocket um because those two things people might find conflicting but they're not he he wants to improvise and and already i've seen elements where he, he gets out of the pocket and and he can't get out of the pocket as quick as he could in college, obviously, because everyone, everyone's so much quicker. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, Frank Reich, the idea there is uh, it's so surprising to me that there's no RPO either because, you know, meme-wise, uh, Frank Reich's notorious for run-pass option plays, right? So I guess this season's about finding the core concepts yeah. for Bryce. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's not like zero rpo that i think they've run like five and he's mm-hmm. he's only passed one of them uh and it's like your typical fair like bubble screen it's not anything like innovative or anything he was really running at at alabama i feel like alabama's a few years beyond like the inside zone bubble rpo game. right uh they did run the dolphins rpo the you know the wheel route the flat uh and then i guess it's a glance uh mm-hmm. but yeah beyond that it, it's it's like they're trying to find their what they're going to do, what they're going to base out of. And I don't think they found it yet. I mean, it's two games. I think like Griff was asking for positivity. Uh, I think that's it. Like they just haven't had a lot of time. Like you think about the dolphins at this time last year, they really haven't, hadn't figured out what they were going to do with Tua. True. True. I mean, do they at least have anyone they can throw like a go ball to like, I mean, DJ Chark in theory. Oh, uh, I like yeah. DJ Chalk coming out. He had like one good game uh, against Alabama. I was like, this guy can beat press coverage. Right. I think he's proven right. himself as like a guy that can run a vertical route if he's getting pressed. Like if you're getting cover one, he's a guy that can win on the outside. Uh, that's it. I, To be fair to Bryce, like, yeah, they don't have a lot of targets you can trust to just win. But yeah. I don't think they're seeing – I don't think it's a, it's a personnel problem at this point. Like when you watch – him play like even in clean pockets even when there are guys open he's not seeing them uh it's it's rough right now but i think he is a he is the type of player who has to find comfort and i think that takes time in the pro for sure like, I, I, think, the... I think even lamar jackson like his first year he didn't realize like how fast he was in comparison to the other guys and i think in year two he figured it out yeah yeah is the lack of under center passing it does that speak more to the receivers then because it, it i know i know we've said how crazy that is but that is crazy <laughs> I don't, surely that would be the way to you know you think how other short quarterbacks have conceded and again we'll go to russell wilson surely under more usage of under center is it like the receiver group can't threaten on like an intermediate race route or is there a thing going on with bryce himself I think it has to be Bryce and like you read comments from uh, like reporters and they're talking about how they can't run a quarterback screen and that's like a big thing for their game plan like they, they had a game plan around it like he he does have limitations and I think they're not going to come out and say he can't run from under center but when you look at their play calling 
you have to ask why they have they've only thrown once from under center like mm-hmm. it has to be a price thing i i don't I, what's the other explanation yeah i mean because you can just look at reich's history with other quarterbacks right. you know <clears throat> right so offensive line wise is probably well i'm not sure if it started yet but there's probably a discussion which starts happening where it's like is this the quarterback creating the pressure or or is there you know is the o-line bad obviously they spent their first round pick on icky ekwanyu uh how is the rest of the line how is icky doing i i mean people are complaining about the line but when i watch the film uh maybe it's like out of context and i'm missing something but like it doesn't seem it doesn't stand out the pass protection as an issue like it seems like your typical quarterback who does like to get outside of the pocket creating their own pressure that's what it seems like to me uh i mean he's been bad in a clean pocket he's been bad out of pressure so i would say he's creating most of the pressure and i think like icky's been pretty solid i think moton has been the right tackle has been he's been good i don't think he's played up to his usual standard he's been fine uh they lost their left guard uh the center and right guard they've been fine too i i really don't think pass protection has been an issue i think it's been solid it hasn't stood out mm-hmm. yeah i was kind of surprised watching that saints game cape one game sample size but it seemed like he had plenty of time that you would desire really against against their sort of stuff so interesting it's quite funny hearing you know the over the middle throws are a weakness given at as in for Bryce Young throwing and they don't really exist given that those inside the number stuff is what Seattle's been giving up in the last two weeks. So I know Seahawks fans will be encouraged by that. Uh, same thing if if this is a... Yeah, I think with their DB group versus the receiver matchup as well, uh, I think they should be feeling positive about um, being able to shut shut it down for once, actually not get beat <laughs> through the air. Um, Griff, I yeah. know you were worrying, uh, wondering about Devin Witherspoon's impact uh, against this receiver group. Uh, well, yeah, Stephen, I was wondering if you just had any general like Devin Witherspoon thoughts rolling around in your head still from like from around draft time. If if you had a particular take about him, any preconceived notion, kind of just beyond like general notion, like yeah, he's a first round caliber guy. I honestly don't. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like this draft season, I didn't spend a lot of time on cornerback, so I didn't have yeah. a take on him. Like I've been watching him through you, through your tweets. <laughs> so sure. yeah. any opinion I have is going to be based on your opinion. So, I mean, you can answer <laughs> the question as if you were me. <laughs> yeah. What is that called? Tautology. So you just, um, yeah. I mean, then in that case, you know, it's, it's moot, but yeah. Um, you know, he's a, He's a, you know, rookie going into his second game and, you know, he's got a lot to figure out, but like right away his talent showed up, but a lot hinges on him doing well for our Seattle's defense, a lot hinges on Seattle's defense with him doing well. So, um, yeah, that, that'll be a match, um, an interesting matchup to watch. I mean, he should be able to handle, you know, Adam oh, Thielen, yeah. DJ Shark, Mingo. If he isn't, you know, if he doesn't, then you cope and just say, well, you know, it's a rookie, but if, if you know, if he does do well, it's, it's like, well, he should have done well. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Beyond that, um, Maddie, did you want to move to the other side of the ball? Yeah, do it. I, I want to know what's going on with JC Horn. Obviously, a top 10 pick in 2021, right? Uh, yeah, coming out of South Carolina. He's looked pretty damn good in, in his first two years, right? But he's hurt now? Yeah, he's hurt every season. I think he's he's been a really good player when he's been out on the field. Exactly the type of player you wanted when you drafted him, like that physical alpha cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't stay on the field. And I, I I 
I don't know what you do about that because it's it's decision time in the offseason. It's it's uh, fifth year option time in the offseason, and now it's guaranteed. So I don't think that's getting picked up. I don't know how you you could do that unless he just comes back. And I mean, he's out for at least four games. He went on uh, yeah. IR. So that's the rough part. You don't know when he's coming back, but he is a good player. I I fear it's going to be one of those situations where next year he stays healthy and then he's he doesn't have a contract and they have to yeah. overpay. You know, uh, that's what it looks like right now. I think he's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is one of those situations where I, I feel ignorant for saying this, but I don't know anything really about this defense other than JC Horn. And then the front is meant to be really good. Obviously, uh, headlined by Brian Burns and the fact that Seattle's still going to be about their starting tackle pairing, Abraham Lucas still on injured reserve. Uh, Jake Kern filled in well, Stone Forsyth filled in well on the left side. Charles Cross might be back. I heard a one to two game time uh, time frame for him and he's missed one game, but how good is this front and is there anything more to it than than just the front? Is there, is there guys I've just disrespected with that comment? Uh, not really. Like they just lost Shaq Thompson. Uh, I think Jeremy Chin's a good player. He just hasn't been the player that we've wanted him to be. He's not like a coverage player. Uh, I, I do think Evero is doing a lot of like fun stuff with the front. They're do, they do a lot of movement stuff. I will say that like a lot of fire zone. Uh, the, the line is good. I'm worried about the linebacker situation, especially now that Thompson's out. Uh, I'm worried about how they're going to match up with Seattle's offense. I don't think it's a good matchup for them. And I think like Seattle, if they can run the ball, if they can get play action going, I think they're going to have a, a lot of success mm. against against the Panthers in the passing game. It's uh, their their linebackers play really aggressively, and they do a lot of like post snap changing the the front. Like they'll blitz a linebacker, mm. plug a a gap to get into like bare spacing. Uh, yeah. They're doing a lot of that, but I don't like they've played two offenses that are like kind of different, but they do use bigger body types in Atlanta, like that's no one runs an offense like Atlanta. I would say Seattle right. and, and New Orleans, there's a little bit more overlap there uh, with the, the formations you're seeing. So uh, I think you can throw out that first game, but I think the second game, it will be similar in terms of game planning. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked what Evero did in, in Denver. And it sounds, mm -hmm. uh, even though they couldn't stop the run at all, um, but like they did some cool stuff and that fire zone into or blitzing of the linebacker to get into bare spacing to kind of uh, adjust the weaknesses of the, uh, you know, running a nickel like forefront all the time with two really mm -hmm. wide outside backers. That was something cool that Seattle wasn't doing last year. And me and Griff were like, hey, this would really help against like duo gap runs, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, of, so. of all of all the Fangio guys that we, you know, throw that term around now, Evero was really the only guy last year that impressed me with what he was working with. And he had a lot of attrition to his defense. And I like, think the dam finally broke like the last, the, the last like lap yeah. of the, of the year for him in Denver, but I mean, he he accepts that like arithmetic and geometry is real on the field. Like he'll get numbers where, like it's hard to play a four man front with two gap being interior defensive linemen, and your second third level fitters coming for fifteen yards. And like right, he accepts yeah. that you can't live in that. You might have to do it a lot, but you can't be in there all the time and be super static post snap with it. So yeah, he, you'd, you'd see like, like you said, like he's blitzing into bare spacing post snap to at least like, even if it's a two hundred forty pounder taking on a guard, 
you're at least releasing that guard off the off the two eye and like now that two eye can play can work down the line and be free so i mean he does stuff like that so him with you know lisa talented line brian burns like it's sick that they brought in justin houston who still got mm-hmm. it yeah uh, i mean I, I definitely think he'll be wielding his skill sets all year long um but yeah i mean it's it's tough to it's tough to play good defense without good linebackers in the nfl right now and you know we talk about the devaluing of linebackers but all the best defenses most of them still have good players at the second level yeah i i'm i'm interested to see how he kind of makes up for thompson going out i i wonder if it's like more actually like more dime they haven't played really any dime i wonder if they because they don't really have the linebacker depth to play through these right. injuries just do next man up you know yeah so I That's thought that would be I'm where, like, Jeremy Chin... <laughs> right, right. I mean, exactly. I haven't really watched him, but I thought that would be a fit for him, no? No, no, that is what he is. Like, he's a dime linebacker, but they haven't played dime so far this season. I mean, they did it under the last DC, but not under Evero so far. But, again, the two teams they played, like, big teams, tight ends, fullback bodies, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be situational. Right, yeah. and Seattle, Seattle's using 12 personnel, 13 right. personnel, like, probably half their snaps right now so maybe we don't see it maybe we do i don't know so griff are you you done with finding out about the panthers it sounds miserable well one more (laughs) one more fun question is Derek brown the most underrated defensive tackle in the nfl oh man against the falcons watch him against the falcons against like lindstrom that's a good offensive line watch him he just like throws them around he ragdolls them he's he's a good player I mean, yeah, he's a sick player. And I love that that skill set was taken seventh overall, too. Um, but, you know, because, you know, normally you want, like, the flashiest of flashy, you know. I'm going to be the positional right? value guy, and I was not happy that that skill set was taken seventh overall. Well, no, so I appreciate that. a quarterback that. here. Like... <laughs> I appreciate that. That's just me being, you know, caveman brain, though, just because yeah. he's a good player. But um... Yeah, and he plays run defense, which is much more important when we're watching the tape back. That's right. We're sick. Okay, so Stephen, this game opens at minus three point five. The Seahawks are uh, that that type of favorite at home, which isn't like you know, it's not as big a line. I think it speaks to you know both their tackles still probably being out um, uh, and other stuff. They struggled against Carolina last year a bit on offense. But what is your general impression of the Seahawks from afar? Obviously, if you're not familiar, which you should be, but Stephen does cover the NFL from a national perspective, he's not just a massive Panthers homer. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think of the Seahawks? Well hold up, hold up. Let, let me let me interject here. For people that don't know Steven's lore, he's like the OG high ranking member of Geno Nation. Uh he's twenty fifteen, right? Like when he was the Giants? Twenty fourteen. I was oh yeah. my bad I get him back back when he was on the Jets. Uh yeah, yeah me and Greg Rosenthal. Yeah. He's your guy. So you thought that Gino always had this in him, or at least the ability to be significantly better than his reputation heading into last year. Yeah, like I, everyone talks about how he improved, and it's shocking that he improved. I like, yes, he improved. Obviously, it's been like a decade, but I think this is like natural improvement over the years. I could see, like, if you showed me, you know how they like those composite sketches when they get like this is what the kid would look like if he was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Like that's if you look at Gino's tape in twenty fourteen, the composite sketch twenty years later is what we're seeing right now. Yeah, like that's what I think. Uh, he's been a pocket passer, like someone who's comfort uh, comfortable in the pocket. Uh, he's always had a big arm. I, I think he's been 
ambitious. I, that's what I would call him as a passer, as a like when he makes decisions. Yeah. And I think that's always been there. I think when you're a young quarterback playing with bad players around you, you're going to make mistakes. And I think that's what we saw out of him. But if you watch that tape from the Jets, especially that second yeah. year, the last month, yeah, I, I I was shocked that he didn't get another chance after that. Yeah, and I think people people forget that Geno won the camp battle going into 2015 over Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was an established player. I mean, he got cut for a reason, but I mean, he was a franchise quarterback for a bit. And like you want you win a camp battle over Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then you bring in Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, coming off a hot year to end or a hot end of the season of 2014. But I was a Jets fan; I would have been pretty hyped up. And then, but yeah, then he gets yeah. his jaw broken. And then the the story's over, you know. Yeah, and, and I think Fitzpatrick the next year actually got benched for him. And then Gino comes on and then tears his ACL in the first start. Yeah. It was like a good start. Like he, I think he yeah. was playing Baltimore and he got off to a good start. Then he tears his ACL and like we don't yeah. see him again until Seattle. Right. We, right. We've said it before. It's crazy going from Russell where Russell's obviously got this out of structure ability. But, you know, when watching him at times, it's like, what is the concept he's trying to get get through here? He's not really honoring the structure of the play here. To Gino, where Gino, um, you speak about that, that, you know, you see that the signs are there back in 2014, that if he just gets the chance, he's going to scale up because his process in the pocket, it, it's like a tape watcher's dream. It really is. Mm -hmm. you, you just can see all the dots connecting. You, it, He's playing quarterback in a way that... You know, it's total sat. quarterbacking. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, the term total football, like soccer. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Is this is total quarterbacking. That's what he does. Like when you watch it, like you said, it's real quarterbacking. Yeah. Uh, it's he, teach tape. Yeah. He's almost like if like we're, we're not just, you know, crapping on rest here. Obviously, rest is a very effective player when he's, you know, all yeah. all clued in right but um you know if russ even at his best is still hypersensitive in the pocket gino's almost un completely unconscious to pressure uh well i mean he still moves through it but like he'll stick out to the bitter end and then take off like when he has to like when he starts to feel like it's too much yeah um, he, he he pushes it right up to that edge like to a perfect edge whereas like someone like uh like daniel jones for instance is also like numb in the pocket but he's just yeah. oblivious he doesn't yeah. know what's happening where, where yeah. gino has like some sense and you can right. see that sense playing out with how he moves around the pocket. It's it's like intentional. Everything's intentional yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. And to bring it back to the Panthers, not to um, not to segue too much, but like Cam Newton, as you know, like he mm -hmm. he's keep his platform always. And people thought think he has this reputation as a scrambler. But he's only taking off until he feels the first hit because he'll absorb yeah. it. He's like, all right, now I got to go. Cam didn't scramble a lot, and at the end in Carolina, like I'm, and I'm talking about before the injuries, he like had stopped scrambling. I remember it was yeah. like during the 2015 season, there was like some next gen stat on CBS. I think it was a Thanksgiving game when they played uh, the Cowboys. I remember that. Yeah. And there was a stat, and it was like the quarterbacks who had mo moved the least, and it was Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and then Cam Newton. And he yeah. he will never get credit for being a pocket passer, no. but that's what he was. He was right. amazing in the pocket, guys. He just used to hang in there for so long that guys were hanging off him as he was re reading out what was going on downfield. He was yeah. uh, uh, not statuesque, but real yeah, tall yeah. in the pocket for as long as damn possible. Uh, I think yeah. people, I think people conflate having a quarterback run game. If you have that, you must also be a scrambler, which he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was a legit robot pocket passer. You could also run QB power with. Um, <laughs> Good play, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Bryce Young is a little, little stylistically different. Um, Steven, what, what about other than your, your Gino love? Uh, 
how else do you feel about the Seahawks aside from the quarterback position? Uh, I really like Shane Waldron. Uh, I really like him. I, I think he's got the goods, and I think I'm surprised that he didn't get more head coaching love even this offseason because like, you could see it last year. But I think this year, the early stuff, like just how he's layering stuff and how he's building upon what they've already done. Like the uh, – I don't know what tight end it was. I posted the clip on Twitter where they had like the – the three guys in the backfield, there's like a pistol and there's two guys like the sidecar next to him. And mm-hmm. they run like the, the three level concept out of it. And Detroit doesn't know how to match it at all. Like that is, that is good stuff. Like you could yeah. see why he did that. You could see how it worked. It, and like with him, I think with the good play callers, that's what you can always see. Like there are some guys when I'm watching them and it's just like, they're calling random plays. I think guys yeah. like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, uh, Kyle Shanahan, guys like that, you can recognize it. I think with Waldron early on, he's one of those guys for me. I mean, he's not as good as those guys. I did. Those are no, I yeah, the he's prototype examples. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Obviously, just drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba, but like Waldron realizes like base personal defenses have no idea what they're doing right now because mm-hmm. it's such a sub package league. So. I mean, he's just milking 12 and 13 personnel for all he can just because it's free yards. And like he knows Gino will just read it out, get the ball out. And, you know, it's it's just it's they're 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 printing money at the moment with it. Um, and then once that gets corrected to because some smart defense out there will wisen up to it, then you can fall back into 11 and then, you know, d- uh, dice up people that way. So um, I, I'm really ex- eager to see how he like I think he's going to have phases and he's just going to stay in a phase until defense is correct. And then he'll just totally um, shift gears because he he uh, he's establishing so much like different personnel groupings. There's a lot of mm-hmm. I said this uh, last week. There's a lot of breadth, but not necessarily a lot of depth yet because he hasn't needed to 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 dive into that depth because he he just has so much available to him at the moment. I feel like when you when you hire one of these guys from the coaching tree from the McVeigh Shanahan coaching tree, what you want to see is the ability to kind of stray from them. And I think he's shown that like, and he showed mm. it like, I don't know about right away. Well, I guess he did because the Russ offense, when they, when he had Russ for that one year, they like couldn't run the McVeigh stuff. So I guess he had to, but like mm-hmm. now that he has his quarterback who he can actually run an offense with, you're seeing something totally different from what we saw in LA. Right. And Not totally, right. I mean, that- there's some, yeah. Yeah, 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 year, yeah, year two with Gino and how you can kind of see it becoming more Gino-fied. Uh, now he's the clear starter. He's obviously been uh, extended. That's pretty cool to see as well. I think the fact that you can call, like like Griff said, like you know Gino's going to read it out, that you can call some of these like bigger drops and you know he's going to get to the check down and you're going to get four yards. Like you're not going to take a sack. You're not going to have like this scramble that goes all over the field. I think it just makes it easier to call better like more ambitious plays more often i think like what you're seeing in carolina is like the opposite they can't really call this stuff with confidence knowing that young is going to read it out he's going to hit the check down on time Mm -hmm. that's not his game and i think it really makes it harder for a play caller whereas like getting back to gino love where he allows you to do anything right right there you yeah. go. Um, so, Stephen, this we've been very much agreeing on things, but to to bring <laughs> up that this is the big moment. 
to bring up a your 2020 live draft grades article for USA Today. And <laughs> you're used to being corrected on, or not corrected, but argued with on your ratings. I've seen some of the tweets you get on your quarterback stuff. It's crazy. But you graded the Seahawks an F for drafting Jordan Brooks at pick 27 <laughs> overall. And then the Baltimore Ravens at pick 28 got a uh, A grade. And uh, the Seahawks <laughs> were accused of taking a run-stuffing linebacker who struggled in coverage um which yeah so steven have you changed your opinion on jordan brooks because <laughs> i changed if... my opinion on him the next day now let me oh. tell you what happened i'm not like a I, i'm not like a full-time draft analyst i didn't know yeah. who the hell jordan brooks was when they drafted him neither did we. we yeah yeah my f grade was actually like a, like how dare you make me look up this guy and yeah. i based on i based everything on whatever like pff had on him so playing pff that's my fault yeah. for for trusting pff well no, i watched the tape the next day because i was like all right i'm gonna look like a, a, a fucking idiot can i talk sorry you're good well you're good. griff and i went through a very similar thing like it literally started our podcast because we were like, like why have they taken this guy live and like we we, we, we have, have our, we live, have our reaction. live reaction out yeah. there and then we watched him griff and he like we watched every game of his college career basically on, on all 22 because uh, luckily there was lots of texas tech stuff and griff we loved it didn't we well the, well, the thing is, I mean, like when, when you're trying to zoom through and watch all these prospects, you're not watching all three years of a linebacker, off-ball linebacker's career. If you only watch his senior tape pre-draft, which is what I would have done, you would have watched the scheme where he's not asked to cover. So that's a red flag. Like if you're not asked to cover, is it is it a scheme thing or is it because he can't do it? So you have to go back and watch it. Like, okay, you see examples where he's turning and running with guys, but you still have to project like, like in, in like his conference, he's not spot dropping underneath in breakers. Like that's just not the, the yeah. defense they play in that conference. So like there are still a bunch of projections made and you can still make in hindsight value arguments of like, well, did the rest of the league think he was a first rounder? Was he, could you've gotten him in the second round, whatever you can, you can play those mind games. But yeah, it was time, crazy though, that the PFF, you could see like the whole narrative, like it wasn't just you, Stephen, everyone had gone through and, uh, and coverage weakness showing up on like every report I've read of him. So that's why I find it so fascinating going back through and, and w watching him like a maniac. Um, I will say this. I don't trust either of you guys on Seattle linebackers because you think every Seattle linebacker is, is Luke Keekley. Because well, you see hold, them do a technique that you read in the playbook. And yeah. Like, oh, they did. They yeah. did the play. They, yeah. They... But hold up, though. Here but, we but go. We're, 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 we were very honest with announcing Bobby Wagner as perhaps past his prime when most of the fan base does not want to hear that. Like we're like that's because you can no longer do the the playbook yeah. techniques that you guys can see. <laughs> the chat is cheering you on right now, Stephen. Uh, this is, I, this has been right. leveled at us before. Yeah. Um. If yeah, I carried number three up the seam, you guys would call me Luke Keekley. You have like hey, that guy fifteen million. Hey, can you do that? You go, the mic, the current Depends mic. Can. Running. If so, Adam Seelands so run it against the Panthers, I can. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know Bryce yeah. isn't throwing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there we go. What a, what a cheerful ending. But Stephen, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Make sure you follow Stephen on Twitter at the Stephen Ruiz. Check out his work for the Ringer NFL, especially those quarterback rankings. Where do you know? I think maybe getting in the top ten soon. That's not my my knowledge. Uh, I'm just you know I'm suggesting. Not that Stephen would be influenced. Uh, anything else you want to promote? Uh, no, just quarterback rankings. I will say this. They come out tomorrow morning. I, I do think I put him over. He's past Ooh. Tom Brady. Oh, right. Let's go. No, you still got Tom, Tom Brady in there, and right? as a bid. I wanted to take yeah, him out. That's, but... Yeah. 
That helps Geno's case. You, you, you got you got to throw uh, Philip Rivers in there, considering the rumors that are floating around. Aaron Rodgers is out because of the injury, so yeah. Tom Brady has outlived him out of there. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Are you doubting Aaron Rodgers, he's going to hear about that. Um, now, so when when you submit this, do you just like mute all notifications and go to sleep, or are you like ready to do battle right away? Uh, it depends. It depends. Some yeah. some some battles I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight a Brock Purdy battle. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to fight like a Kenny Pickett battle. Like Steelers fans were going after me. Like Bears <laughs> fans were going after me about Justin Fields. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Gino, I'll defend to the yeah. death. That uh, that that Herbert Allen Burrow Lamar Stafford tier has just got to be hell though. That's like World War Three. Oh, I especially imagine. this year after that yeah. that first week. Uh, but I, I feel pretty good about the order now. Like I feel yeah. good about. I don't the the one I'm, I I question the most is Allen at two. Honestly, I I wonder if he should just be penciled in there. I don't know if he deserves that at this point. I really he think should have Herbert his own is, ranking. Just, just him, Josh Allen. Yeah, he's I mean, the hardest one to rank. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know because some of these guys are high variance, right? Inherently, like game to game and year to year. And then you have to, I'm sure, like the, the, the battles you fight in your own mind trying to do this is like, how do you weigh prior performance with like, what's their current situation? Like one guy might be outproducing the other guy, but like, do you necessarily think he's better player right. A, better than player B, right? That's why um, I get the reactions I do is because... yeah. I think that's how I rank them. I'm not, and I, I'm not like afraid to rank them, like to have yeah. a weird ranking, like have Jalen Hurts be tenth. Right, I was going to bring him second because I, I sincerely, <laughs> genuinely don't think he's the. I don't think he's the ninth, eighth best quarterback in the NFL. I think Geno Smith's a better quarterback than him. It, for instance, yeah. there we go. Which you know, I was on Bill Simmons' podcast earlier today, and I said that. Yeah, you're, you're you're a real soldier. So we salute you here at Geno Nation, <laughs> at Geno Nation Northwest Chapter Headquarters. Um, there we go. All right. Well, well, make sure you check out at the Stephen Ruiz. Uh, follow the podcast at Seattle Overload. Please do download it if you've joined in live. Thank you so much, and like the video and comment and subscribe. Uh, follow Griff at C Mike Spinmooth. Follow me at Matty F Brown, and we'll be back. Uh, tomorrow with an all 22 review of that fun victory over the Detroit Lions. Check out Griff's video also on Geno Smith's game winning drive. Very topical. You have to. You I have to. I no watch. choice. Oh, thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. <laughs>